Blog Talk Radio. Okay, and we are live at, uh, at the Ludington Chamber of Commerce here, and we are going to catch up right after the, uh, at the, toward the end of the elevator pitch template. So this is what you're going to do. You're going to take whatever history you have, you're going to bubble to the surface the main points of it, and then you're going to put it into a format that's palatable to someone in the right situation. Now, the reason that elevator pitches got a bad rap is because people use them improperly. Okay? So, for instance, I was, I was coming here on the train, sitting across the table from some ladies, and they said, what do you do? That's not the right time for me to launch into this. <laughs> you know, they are, my, they are my peers. I don't know them. They don't need to be intimidated by my bio. Meeting Susan Hero, that's the time to launch into this, right? To, to comprehend the difference. And so it is with all of our lives. Not only are you unique, every person you talk to is unique, and you need to, you know, uh, just conform yourself to the person that you're with and meet their need. It's not all about me. It's about us. Now, this combination of two, what do we need to do together? Care about all this? They really cared about my kids. <laughs> That's what they wanted to know. Awesome, and I wanted to know about there. Okay? So the elevator pitch is really important, and more important is the concept of being intentional about everything you do and really planning ahead for the things that you can foresee coming so that you're ready for them when they arrive. During the next about 60 minutes or so, and then we're going to do some um, social networking here too today, or, and I'm sorry, some physical networking and some Q&A at the end, I'm going to go over the prioritization calendar, uh, or calculator rather, the to-do template, the batching system, how to say no by saying yes to success, procrastination elimination process, you'll all love that, and then my growth strategy. And at the end, you can do quick Q&A. So be sure if you have a question that comes along as we're going that you jot it down so that I can address it at the end, okay? All right. I use this calculation when I'm not sure how to prioritize things. Now, there are some things that are very clear how to prioritize. Um, child comes in, um, has broken arm, we don't need a prioritization calculator. Okay. Great idea here, um, business proposal here, another option here. I don't know how to divide my time. I've got too much to do. I can't do all three. I'm not quite sure how to go forward. That's when you're going to use the prioritization calculation. And um, the priority. Results divided by investment equal priority. And there's a reason why we don't like to do this. is because we actually have to either monetize or use a coding system to value things, and we have a hard time to do that. Because a lot of things don't have a dollar value, right? Okay. So in order to do this, you have to get clear about how you are going to value things. If it's not going to be a dollar value, what value are you going to use? And you want to use a consistent value every time when you go along. So let's just use the restaurant example. We own a restaurant. Um, if I was going to have a new, I wanted to attract a new customer, and we know that the yearly value of a customer is about $1,000 for us. Okay, so they come about once a week, spend about $20 individually, and um, that's worth $1,000 in a year. So the cost of getting this new customer would be a 750 coupon that would be given to the right person. So there would be a little bit of time invested in research to how to find the right person and the contact to get the 750 coupon to them. And then after that, we have a good chance of having a lifetime customer, at least a year-long year customer. Um, if we only had a 5%, so that would be, the priority level would be a 40 there. If we only had a 5% response on that, the priority level would be a 5. So you can go with whatever your higher priority level is. That's what you're going to go with. And the problem is that it feels like a 2, because you feel like you're investing $10 for a $20 turnaround. Do you understand how that works? So it's important to understand what period of time you're using this calculator for. So it's results divided by investment equal priority. And you have to keep the same consistent system all the way through. But once you have this system, you can use it for anything. 
So here's another one, social media. If you are currently posting at Facebook, then posting at LinkedIn, then posting at Twitter, like that, you can use a system like Buffer App, uh, which is what I do, to frequently post just one time to all, to all places. Okay, if that saves, if it takes you an hour to learn it, which it wouldn't, it would take you a little less than an hour to learn it, um, you could save an hour a week of your time going place to place to place to place to place to place to place. Okay? What does that equal out to? Well, if your hour's worth 50 bucks, 400. This is really a good use of your hour. <laughs> That's going to seriously pay off. Feels like zero equals zero. <laughs> so this calculator is really, really helpful in taking things from ambiguous and big and just out there to something you can say, no, I have to make a choice now between these three things. How am I going to do it? I'm going to use this calculator to do it. Okay? So that's the calculation I use, and we're going to move right on to the daily to-do template. <clears throat> How many of you have a to-do system that's really working well for you? Really? Oh, four of you? That's very sad. <laughs> I want to show you what I use. It's an Excel. It's just a basic Excel. You can do it on Google Docs as well if you need to share it with people. Google Docs Excel, for those of you who have used it, is not quite as um, nimble as the regular Excel. It can't quite sort as nicely and all that. So your basic Excel on your own computer is going to be better. But to have a to-do list that is actually going to function with you, the problem with most to-do lists is that you never see what you're never going to do. You just keep moving it forward. <laughs> this shows you clearly what you're never going to do. So you can drop it off the bottom. Um, also, it doesn't really have enough sections for you to truly manage it. So what you need in a to-do template that's going to work for you for massive projects as well as for daily to-dos is you need the six categories. Well, the five categories are absolutely required. Number one, you have to know your task title. What is this, the basic description? You have to know when it's due. You have to know the ETA, the estimated time of attainment. And I always do this in minutes until I get to the major projects. If I have a 24-hour project, then I'm not going to do it in minutes anymore. But I always otherwise do it in minutes. For today, I always do it in minutes. I'll tell you why in just a second. Priority. You have to be able to prioritize this list. They can't all be ones. <laughs> you know, you have to be able to prioritize. And then your progress level. I love putting X's when I'm done, uh, but sometimes I'm only 50% or, you know, then, then it can go down. What's beautiful about Excel is that you can actually do the calculations. If you put a 0.5 in the progress section, it changes your number of minutes left. You know what I mean? You can really, really track with this baby. And it does anything you want. It has tabs at the bottom. So all you do is the ones you got done today, you just sort, pull those out, put them on a saved file. You know exactly what you got done in the last week, month, year. You can go back. You can see, when did I do that? Due date. Okay? So you can sort it in any which way you want. Now on line 12, you can see what I have there is the estimated time of attainment that I was expecting to do today. So what happens for me is I go ahead and I list all those things I have to do today and it comes up to 14 hours and 22 minutes and I think, not happening. <laughs> I have to get intentional. I have to say what really has to do today. Okay? Rest has to do tomorrow or the next day or whatever. This helps me identify before I go into my day whether I can be successful at accomplishing the day. How many of you ever get to the end of a busy day and go, I didn't get anything done or worse, I got a ton done. I didn't get done what needed to be done. Been there? Yeah. That's a bad feeling because you really worked hard. At the end of the day, we want to go, yeah, high five, got it done. <laughs> so this is really helpful to me. It helps me to continually be prioritizing everything in my life, which includes for me, I manage our family retail store, which is 12,000 square feet, has an espresso cafe, a bookstore, an indoor mini golf and party room, and 10 other departments. I manage our family restaurant, which is at a different location and serves 80%. If you just did the number calculation, we serve 80% of our county every quarter. Busy restaurant. And I have an online mentorship program where I've mentored over 13,000 leaders from 30 countries in the past several years. I've written 12 books. I've homeschooled my kids. And I'm happily married <laughs> to the same guy for 31 years this year. Okay. So 
how in the world do I do that? That's what people ask me. How do you do that? I do it one five-minute increment at a time, just like you, <laughs> okay? It's just that I have opportunity. I somehow have skill sets, which still amaze me, because I barely graduated high school because I couldn't read until I was an adult. I just found out every word. I had just this hard, hard time of learning and reading in school, and it was really when I became an adult that I learned how to read for pleasure. I never could. I always struggled all the way through. So to have me be now here telling you that I've written books and can stand here in front of you and tell you this, it's amazing to me. But all I know that I can tell you for sure is that I've done it one minute at a time, just like everybody else. And I also need a lot of sleep. So on my schedule, I have that blocked out as being busy. I'm busy those hours. I'm sleeping. I help people redefine busy to best unique strategies for you. And it bugs me that I need so much sleep. I need really 8 to 10 hours of sleep. And if I don't get that, within about 10 days, I'm sick. I catch whatever bug flies by my face. And I have to have a lot of sleep. That really bothers me because, while I love to sleep, it's true, I hate that it's unproductive. But it really is productive. And in 1997, I had an aha moment when I realized that the God who created the universe wanted us to take a whole day of rest every week. <gasps> that was terrifying for me. How was I ever going to cope with that? But I made a commitment at that point being really sure that that was what I needed to do. And then in 2002, when we bought our restaurant, we still kept it closed on Sundays. I still took that day of rest. I want to just tell you from years of it, give your body the rest it needs. When you give your mind the rest it needs, it is super productive for you during its working hours. It's how you are built. So I encourage you to build in rest into this. Don't just have it all be busy, busy, top to bottom. You need a margin. You know, in a book, the outside edges of the page have some white space. Cost the manufacturers, the book publishers, a lot of money to have that white space there. They could have put more text and got more pages in the book at the same cost. But they knew that we needed it. In order to breathe and enjoy and relax and get something out of the book, we needed margin. And you and your life need margin. We all need margin. Okay. You need to be able to track your progress and then calculate how much you can actually get done in that day. We are going to move right on to the batching system. Am I going too fast? Okay. All right. Uh, if you went to the gas station and you put that pump in your car and you checked it for one gallon and you put it back and you drove away, what would you call someone who did that? stupid, uninformed. You can fill up the whole tank at once. It's an awesome thing. And if you have, <laughs> you can build them all up too. When I say make a batch of, what comes to your mind? Make a batch of cookies, right. We don't just take out the ingredients and make one cookie at a time. That would be idiotic. I don't even know if you could get an egg down into that small of a fraction. So what we do is we make a batch of cookies. We fill our whole tank at once. But in the rest of our lives, not so smart about this. We really do ridiculous things. Like, for instance, we let our phone beep at us constantly, all day long, for every time we get anything. We check emails repeatedly through the day. We do these things that really take a lot of energy, take a lot of focus off, and uh, detract us from what we really felt like was our priority today. I don't think anybody on that priority list would have written, um, answer emails uh, 22 times. You know, nobody would write that down on their to-do list, but some people do that. Okay, so if we were to look at batching, uh, now the same, the same buffer app, let's say that you're worth $100 an hour. So everybody's worth different amounts an hour. I just threw another one in here. If you move from doing one social networking post a day, um, check-in. Okay, so I just have to back up a second. What I use is I use what I call the ping-pong approach to social media. Okay? So when you play ping pong, you volley it over one time, you wait for them to volley it back to you, and then you volley it back to them, right? Okay? So in social media, what most people do is they volley and they sit there and watch. <laughs> okay? And then they, they wait for something to come back, and then they answer, and then they wait for something, and then they answer, and then they wait for something to answer. Okay? That's a conversation. If you have time for conversations, if that's really on your priority list, go for it and do it. Awesome. I don't have time for conversations like that all day long. I could never 
do what I have to do and do that. And most of the people who are going to tell you to do that are social media experts. Okay, you take the training, and what they tell you to do is have conversations, right? Have you ever taken one? That's what they tell you to do, have conversations. Beautiful. That's their job. That's what they do. That's what they get paid for. They get paid to have conversations. They don't have another whole job. <laughs> that is their job. So, yeah, of course they can have 60,000, 150,000 buddies online because that's all they do all day long is sit online and have conversations. If you do not have time, if you have time for that, that's great. That's awesome. Do it. If you don't have time for that, then you have to make a different plan, plan B, which is probably not to have so many conversations and not to have so many connections, but to have connections with the people that you need to have connections with, the people that wanted to have connections with you. And what you do then is what I do. Well, you don't have to do what I do, but this is what I do. And you can figure out what you can do based on what you know from social experts and what I'm going to tell you right here is to play ping pong. But to ping four times a day is what I typically do, not every day. I don't have a rule. That's just about what it averages out to for me. I ping from Buffer app about four times a day. I throw something out there. And then once a day, I go and I, I receive the pongs and I have a conversation with those people. So at that time of day, I have four, four um, tabs on my Internet open, and I'm going back and forth between the two, the four, having conversations like that. Then I'm done. For about 15 minutes, I'm done. I'm done for the day. That's it. That's how much I get. So I just encourage you, social media is wonderful. There's a lot of benefit to be gained there. If you don't have time to think, that's a whole other training. And in fact, if you give me your email, part of the free gifts at Marty.com is my book called Sane, Social Networking Success in 15 Minutes a Day. I kind of spell this out a little bit better. That's when you log in um, after, after we send you the login or else. I think it says right on there that you can just go ahead and, and do it yourself. Otherwise, I'll do it for you. But your password is going to be your first name, one, two, three. So if you haven't done it yet, I'll do it for you. If you have done it, um, I'll just know. I can see that it's there. In the, it'll go my downloads, and in there, there's a free section, and same social networking success is in that section. I want to move on and not spend a lot of time on that. I want to have us right now step back from social networking. I know I I talked about that for a couple of minutes, and our our brains are on social networking. But go back to cookies, okay? <laughs> go back to cookies and gas stations. I want you to brainstorm with the people at your table. What are a couple things that you think? You might pay. So I'm going to give you a couple examples before I let you free. Okay. First of all, batch cooking. So I have a cookbook called Kitchen Shortcuts. And in that book, I teach you how to make one mess many meals. So, okay, tonight we're making spaghetti. Most people take out enough spaghetti for tonight, enough hamburger for tonight, enough sauce for tonight. You know, you make one. Okay, now, it does not take any longer to brown up four pounds of hamburger than one pound. It does not take any longer to make up four things, four sets of pasta than one. Okay? But we do it one at a time because that's all we need for supper. So if you do it in advance, and the book really goes through exactly how to do this. So what I always did is I made the spaghetti for supper. I turned the rest of them into spaghetti pie, which freezes well. Because the, the pasta, uh, you can't just have pasta freezing by, that doesn't work out too well, so you have to do it a certain way. But then you have four more meals that all you do is you walk in the door, you take it from freezer to oven, and 45 minutes later you got supper and you didn't do one more mess, nothing. So batching your cooking. And that, that's so much easier than taking a whole day every month to do a whole day of batch cooking, which most people think I don't have time for that. You are going to make the mess anyway. You had to do those dishes anyway. It's no more hassle to do the whole thing than to do to do dinner, okay? So uh, that's another way to batch. What's another, just shout one out. Somebody has an idea to batch something? So I talked about batching emails, batching social media, batching gas, batching cookies, one less many meals, laundry, batching laundry. That's great. Okay, so go ahead in your table, brainstorm a couple minutes, and I want one idea from each table. So just go ahead and, and brainstorm. <laughs> Okay. 
All right. Let's have um let's have uh let's start over let's start over great, you guys can buy tables. That's awesome. Okay, did you come up with an idea you feel like you could share? Grocery shopping, absolutely. Absolutely. And can I just expand on that for just a moment? So I always talk, um, I do a program called The Success Principles of Olympians, Presidents, and CEOs. And in there I talk about delegate or do, because it's so important to identify what you have to do compared to what you can delegate. And most small business owners and most managers tell me I can delegate, especially small business owners are always telling me I can't afford it. I cannot afford to delegate. But I would use the grocery store example as an example of delegation. You do not plant, grow, harvest, and do your own food. You don't grow your own cows and pigs in the backyard and butcher them for your meals. You delegate that to the grocery store. And that's an acceptable form of delegation. Why? Why, why would you pay them to do that? Why do we do that? Right, time, right time. My right, exactly, exactly. They have the expertise. They can do it faster than you. They can do it better than you, which is the answer to every question, what should I delegate? When someone else can do it faster and better than you for an affordable price, you should delegate. You must delegate. Only you can do what you can do. You are the unique person at the, at the top of your business or doing what you're doing. You're the only one that can do what you're doing. Delegate the rest quickly as possible. Grocery store. In Marnie's Kitchen Shortcuts, I talk about the importance of having a master shopping list. Okay, the new numbers are 15,000 in a small grocery store to 60,000 in a, in a big store. Those are the number of options you have when you walk into the grocery store, 60,000. Okay, your family's going to typically use 200 to 250. Your family has a unique way of eating. And you already know what you use. All you have to do to come up with that list of 200 to 250 is just go through your cupboards, go through your fridge, and then spend two weeks and you'll, you'll identify all 250. Get that on a list and you organize that list by the way that the aisles are set up in the store you like to shop. You are in and out so fast and every minute you spend in the grocery store, you spend more money. So in and out. And the other thing is you can, what we did is we just posted the groceries list on the fridge and anytime someone pulled the last one, goes on the list. Okay? Now you don't even have to make a list. It's awesome. Okay. Table number two. Idea. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. A couple other suggestions for meetings. Anybody right off the top of your head, something that's worked really well for you for reducing the number of meaningless. Oh, really? Come on. <laughs> a purpose for every meeting. A purpose and agenda. And a closing time. Yep. You have to. Yeah. You have to have a closing time. And in fact, you guys, honestly, okay, back to Olympians, presidents, and CEOs, you don't just get to go into these guys and just take as long as you want. You know, you have to be very intentional about what you're going in for, about how you're presenting it, and about what outcome you need to have in this three minutes you get with this guy. <laughs> you know, you don't get to just be la, 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 la. You know, and it is a value. It's a value proposition. If nobody values the time, it's not going to be valuable. Okay, I keep doing that, 9 o'clock is coming, you know, whether you get anything out of it or not. You know, let's, let's make sure that when you invest your time into something, you get something out of it, and the people around you get something out. If they don't, they shouldn't be there. Okay? All right, great. Awesome. Yes. Absolutely. Batching, batching all the errands that you run. And I find, okay, so like I have the most ideal situation in the universe, I think. Right, Jen? Jen, Jen lived in my city for a little while. <laughs> I can literally, honestly, do from house to grocery store, post office, bank, and back to house in 15 minutes. Done. 
<laughs> so that's another reason I get so much time. <laughs> uh, I live in this little teeny small town. But even for me, I always do a list of where I'm going first because typically I'm going to do some other stuff too. I'm going to stop at the restaurant or stop at the store or whatever. So I always do a list. And underneath the heading, you know, stopping at the restaurant, what am I doing there? I'm running payroll. I'm talking to Susan. I'm doing, you know, what am I, so that when I get back out in the car and I look at that list, I, right, I forgot that walk right back in that minute, get it done, then go, right? Awesome. Good one. Okay. Absolutely huge and it feels bad. I just have to tell you, it feels bad. <laughs> You're going <laughs> to That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, actually, actually, it does get easier as you, as you recognize the value of it. It gets easier. But there's some really, how many of you have read a four-hour work week? Yeah, of course. That's why you're good at it. Only one in the room. Okay. Um, four-hour work week, he really talks a lot in there about this principle a book ending, book ending your life. That's not his words, but um, what you want to do is when you are setting an appointment or conversation with someone, you want to bookend that. Okay. Now, depending on, it's kind of like me with the ladies on the train talking about my kids instead of twelve books. Okay. You want to be careful where you do this. You you don't want to do it like with your kids or <laughs> so much or with your spouse. You don't want to say you've got 12 minutes and 22 seconds and then we're done. Okay, you want to be a little, you know, sensitive to what the relationship is here. Okay, big boss walks into your office. You don't want to be going, you know, it's been four minutes. Um, you just want to be careful who you're doing this with. But reality check, people will take from you as much as you give. And giving is a wonderful thing, and I love to give. And I, I give whenever I can, however I can. But there are times when I just have to say that is not my priority, even though that's a good thing. Um, tonight I'm speaking at Link over at Cornerstone Baptist for the ladies there. And if any of you ladies want to come, I'm going to speak there tonight about um, being a woman of God, connecting with God in the minutes you have. But one of the things I'm going to talk about tonight is that there is time to do everything God created you to do. Now, there isn't time to do everything good or everything everybody else wants you to do or everything you want to do, but there must be time to do everything you were created to do. Again, back to that base pair of 3 billion pair of DNA. You are unique. There's nobody like you on the planet. You are here for a purpose, and you need to figure out what that is and stick with the plan. <laughs> it would be like a car trying to be a bicycle. Not going to happen. They have two different purposes. You are you. You need to be you, fully you. Love it. So bookending, so a couple, couple ways to do that. Maybe what's your favorite way? Put you on the spot now. <laughs> oh, yes. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, what I do is I have an 800 number that captures my messages um, out, out away from me. Okay. Um, there's also definitely, I, I see people do this now where on their emails they say, apologies, I only check messages twice a day at 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. Expect to hear back from me after that. Uh, if you haven't been in the habit of doing this, if people have had access, in, instant access to you just constantly, you have to give people a chance to turn with you on this one and not just take away their access to you with no reason and no, uh, you just have to say. And, and honestly, what I always just say, anytime someone says, why do you do blank? And I always just say, well, I need to use my time really wisely because I'm trying to do these other projects and they have deadlines, and that's why. It's not because they don't like you. It's just because I can't get my work done, and most people can appreciate that because they can't get their work done either. <laughs> so if you just say it politely. Okay, so ways, that, so ways that I bookend is that I have an online scheduling system that allows people to book with me anytime they have minutes, and I tell them, I tell them which one to use. There's a three-minute one, there's a 15-minute one, and there's an hour one. So I send them to the one that I feel is appropriate for them. That's the only one they see. And they can just book it, and it hooks up with my Google Calendar. So anytime I'm already booked, it's not available. 
It just links it directly. So the, the system I use for that is called SuperSaaS, S-U-P-E-R-A-S-A-A-S.com, and that is, uh, there's so many available, though. We also use that exact same system for communicating with our employees at the restaurant as well as at the store. We use the same system. So once again, what am I doing? Batching. <laughs> Think batching all the time. Okay, so appointments are that way. Phone calls are definitely that way. Receive a phone call. Somebody says, I need to, have, I need to go over something with you, and you just look at your watch, and you say, okay, I have how many minutes? Three minutes, five minutes. You know what they're going to say, right? You pretty much know what they're going to say. You pretty much know what type of problem they're bringing to you. And if it isn't that type of problem, you probably don't have time for it right now, and you need to make an appointment, right? Does that make sense? Okay, so we got lots of fires burning all the time between businesses and online stuff. There's always fires, and the reality is most fires can be handled without you unless you insist on being involved in the firefighting. Hmm. Give them what they need to deal with it in the moment. Train them how. At our restaurant, one of the things that was driving me nuts when we bought our restaurant. Every time. How many of you own a business? Okay. Yeah. So what we know is that we got people coming in the door, calling us their letters almost every day asking for donations for this or that or other events, right? <laughs> okay. Support the boosters. Support the basketball. You know, all of this. So what we did is at the restaurant, we just set up a standard, this is what you say. <laughs> you say, oh, let me just go check on that. And then you walk in the back room, you grab the envelope, you look on there for which level it is, you grab the coupon out, you take it out, you say, yep, this is what we get to do for you. Could you just sign here? Done. No calls to Marnie, no disrupting me five times a week for something that I'm going to do the same thing about every time. Okay, now, it's on a piece of paper. If it's like, oh, that's my pet charity, that's the one I wanted to really do something for, no problem, I can still do that. I can bet it. I can do it all at one time. <laughs> I don't have to take every one of those calls to make sure that that happens, right? Okay, awesome, super tip. <laughs> this is amazing, you guys have all different ones. Great, exercise, absolutely. So, Tell me, some of you, how do you batch exercise? Okay, you work and you exercise at the same time. Okay, I heard that the best place to do that is at an Amazon warehouse. <laughs> Has anybody read that article? Oh, my goodness. I think, they, I think they put on something. It's like 14 or 15 miles a day that their employees put on, and they are nearly running at speed walks the entire time. Yeah. They burn through employees pretty fast. <laughs> Because they've lost, they've all lost all the weight they have to lose. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Anytime you can, anytime you can take the stairs instead of the elevator, you know, whatever. That's great. Awesome. Any other ideas for batching exercise? House cleaning is a great workout, isn't it? Yeah, that's an awesome workout. And the other thing is, there's a really, there's a really wonderful feeling to have that project done all at one time. It's one thing to do a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, but when you have the opportunity to exercise and to get it all done at one time, there's just an ah, feeling that comes when I clean the house all at one time. Awesome, yeah. Walking meetings, excellent. What a great idea, especially this time of year and later. <laughs> it's been a little chilly for those. Anybody else have another idea? The other thing I'm going to encourage you with exercise is to, is to any, and with any habit you want to create actually, is to attach it to something that already exists. So if you want to start an exercise program, attach it to something that already exists. So my husband and I get up Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and because we get up, um, that's our thing that already happens is we get up. So we get up, <laughs> and we go directly to the pool, and we swim laps for 40 minutes, three days a week. And then Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, because I get up, I go and I run on the elliptical for 40 minutes a day. So those are things that are already happening. I'm already getting up. It's easy to remember when to do that. It's easy to remember what to do because I'm already getting up. So if you can attach a new habit to brushing teeth, to getting in your car and putting your seatbelt on, whatever you want to do, attach it to something that's already happening, your likelihood of actually succeeding at it goes way, way up. Okay. Okay, well. Awesome. Phone calls. That's right. Great. So if you have outgoing calls to make, again, if you put it all at the same time of day, 
He said, I make my outgoing calls at 10.15 and at 2.40. You know, most days, unless I have a meeting or something, then I just wiggle it right either right before or right after. Once again, you are more likely to get, it's really a big number. I don't know if it's 10%, or I'm sorry, 10 times. It's a big number of productivity boosts that you have by just batching those things. Because it's, it's totally different than calling one person leaning back in your chair. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you've, got, you've got eight calls to make. You've got to do this now. You're down to business. You're done. You're off. You're on to the next thing. Awesome ideas. Did you guys come up with Contacts. Yes. Great. Yep. And, and what would you do for that? Is it, like, is it like storing the contact information? Is that what you mean by contacts? Batching that contact information. Yep. Okay. Oh, awesome. Yes. <clears throat> so true. It's so true. Yeah. Did you guys all hear that? To make sure that any kind of a major project you have, a, you have the final go-tos. And in fact, if you always know to assign every portion of the project to a specific person, plus have one key, never, never have an equal basis of three or four team leaders on a project. Always have a final go-to. You must have a final go-to. Otherwise, it's just too confusing because you have to talk to so many you know, you just have to have one person who really knows what's going on in every project. Yeah. Good. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. We are down to, uh, this is one of my favorite ones, saying no by saying yes to success. It's very difficult for some people to say no, not you, but other people. <laughs> okay. Oh, so. <laughs> um, so here's my, here's my slogan. This changed my life. Every time I say yes to something, I have, in effect, said no to something else. Every time I say no to something, I have, in effect, said yes to something else. So the reality is, back to our prioritization calculator, everything has a cost. Everything has a cost. Will you do this for me? Sure. Did you want to, did you want to invest in that? Awesome. Do it. Do it and, and love it and be happy that you did it. But if you just said yes to that person, was this close to you and made you feel intimidated, that's not so good. That's not why to say yes. But that's usually when we get ourselves into trouble. Somebody with a little more power authority than us, we feel that way, is in our face and asking us to do something that seems reasonable. It seems reasonable. I mean, it doesn't seem like that big of a deal to, you know, run the bake sale for the Girl Scouts. <laughs> All day Saturday. It doesn't seem like a big deal. But, and, of course, you should be able to do it, you know. But the reality is, is what were you going to use or what would have you used those hours for? What is going to give when you give? Okay? If it's what you want, then do it with your whole heart and have fun and enjoy it. Do say yes. But if you are going to have to give up something that's of greater value to you and your family, that you need to be doing, then do not say yes because, number one, you just made a bad exchange. <laughs> you can't go back and undo that. Number two, you won't enjoy it. Number three, you will like the person who asked you to do it less and it's really not her problem. It's really not his problem. You said yes. They just asked. What are they supposed to do? Never ask anybody? They have to ask you. <laughs> of course they ask you. Now, the fact that they feel intimidating to you, again, typically not their problem, usually your problem. Usually I assign them value. Okay, yeah. Now, if it's your boss, okay, different scenario. Now we want to say yes because that is in line with our values, right, mostly? My husband asking me to do something hard and big, I usually want to say yes because that's in line with my values. I want to say yes. Okay? But when you have someone who you feel intimidated by, who's in your face asking you to do something, I want you to just stop in that moment and say yes, but not to them. <laughs> I want you to say yes to your kids that you would have hung out with or to the project that you needed to get done or to the rest that you needed 
in order to function properly for the rest of your life. Okay? So say yes every time. Say yes every single time, but sometimes say no to the person that's close to your face. Does it make sense? Yeah. Okay. All right. Procrastination. Elimination. How many of you ever struggle with procrastination in any way? Yeah, you don't need to raise your hand because you'll procrastinate and not put it up. No. no. <laughs> okay. Procrastination is actually the intentional engagement of the brain on a low-priority item in order to avoid a high-priority item. We wouldn't call it that. <laughs> we would say, I don't know why I procrastinate. And I'm going to give you the three main reasons why you procrastinate so that you can do something about it. Number one is red light, green light, yellow light. Okay, so you're going along, clipping along down the road. You know exactly where you're going. And you come to uh, an intersection, and just as you're approaching, the green light turns to yellow. And do you know this thing where your foot goes, uh, like that? <laughs> and then either you do one or two things, slam on the brake or slam on the gas, right? Right? Know that feeling? Okay. So this is a huge procrastination point for us. We know exactly where we're going. We know exactly what we're supposed to do. But we have something that comes up like a yellow sign in the middle of our day, in the middle of the process of the project, and we are not sure whether we should gun it or break it. Okay? And what happens is a lot of times, being unsure, we slam on the brakes, we halt the whole process, and then we have to restart again. Okay? Now, in a yellow light situation, it's really hard for us to decide what to do. It's usually a situation where you have to decide right now, and it's not clear which will be the best way to go. How many of you are in the habit, at a yellow light, of just blowing it? <laughs> okay. <laughs> How many of you are in the habit of slamming on the brake? Okay. This is really telling you something about your personality, about how you want to address this particular thing, okay? When you feel this in a project, you want to do what is the natural response for you because that is what's going to work for you. You're going to be okay. If you gun it and you get through, you're going to be okay with whatever happens on the other side, and you're actually going to be invigorated. If you slam on the brakes and you wait for the light to change, you're going to be okay because it was a decision you made, and you're going to be all right, okay? But this is where procrastination can come in. You can go, when you, when you slam on the brakes, you can go, oh, I've missed the whole opportunity. Now let's get started. Up. Don't do that. Just go ahead and keep going. Just start right back up. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. I can go. The red light. No big deal, okay? So that's number one. Number two is when you really don't know what to do. This is the biggest procrastination source. You are really seriously unsure what the best choice is. So the illustration I use is being on a game show. And here's the deal. You're blindfolded, and they bring you out, and they say, now, over on your left side is a, no, is a pile of money, and over on your right side is a pile of money. Both piles are huge. They're just bills piled up. And here's the bag. One pile has $100 bills. The other pile has $1 bills. You have 30 seconds to stick as much money in that bag as you can. Blindfold it. Now, who's a quick thinker here? What are you going to do to get, be sure, 100% sure, to get the most that you blindfolded? What are you going to do? Both piles. You're going to split your time, right? 15 seconds over here. Go, 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 go. 15 seconds over there. Okay. Now, if we take the blindfold off and we have the same scenario, what are you going to do? Oh, my goodness. Obviously, you go for the 100, right? So what happens is when we have any lack of clarity, we find ourselves going between piles, just going between piles. And you're just like, I just want to do the best I can here. I don't know what to do. I just got... So it's the this, it's this same kind of foot on the brake gas thing, except it's worse because you really don't even know where you're going. You really don't know the best route or whatever. And so this is a huge procrastination place. If you find yourself procrastinating, stop dead still and say, what am I really trying to do? <laughs> 
what is my goal? Get very intentional about the goal. And then ask the follow-up question, what would be the best way for me to go about doing that? And then put the pedal to the metal and go for it. <laughs> okay, there's action versus process, progress. And this is huge. I love this illustration. On the um, right-hand side, if you start down that path, every bit of action is going to get you closer to your goal. Easy. You just keep moving and you eventually get there. Awesome. That's how we all want to be. On this side, every bit of action looks almost the same except zero progress. Zero progress. Because we have these built-in invisible boundaries. I've never been to a level two before. I don't know what that will feel like. And I'm making good progress. <laughs> do you understand this picture? So what we do is we, we hesitate jumping over a boundary. So if you are procrastinating and you find that you're not making progress towards your goals, you could just be making a lot of action without a lot of progress. And so you need to just check that out and find out where it is you, what, would you, what would you have to do to actually get to that next level in toward the middle of the circle? What do you need to learn? Who do you need to know? Where do you need to go? What do you need to invest in? Um, what is it that will get you to the next level and then you need to do that? Okay. So at Marnie.com, that's actually what I do. At Marnie.com, there's over 3,000 pages of searchable content, including my 12 eBooks, And there's 150 expert modules, so how to manage your email, how to manage a meeting, how to pick a good team. They're all, it's all in there. They're hour long, and they come with training notes. And anybody can access those anytime because what I found was that the longer – there's a diagram, and I didn't have it up here, but the, there's, a, there's a process. The progress cycle goes like this. You're making progress, making progress, making progress. I can do this like this. Okay, <laughs> making progress, making progress, making progress, and you get stuck. Now you're stuck, 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 making progress, making progress, making progress, making progress, stuck, 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 making progress, making progress. Okay, do you guys, can you relate to that? Okay, so what I do is I try to shorten the stuck cycle. That's what I do. And it's just been so valuable for people to be able to say, this is what I need to learn. I'll just learn it today. I just invest an hour. Back to the calculation. Is it worth an hour to get unstuck and to keep moving with this project? Most likely so. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, this is the last cause of procrastination. <laughs> and he's jumping out of a plane. And um, he's having a great time looking up. Beautiful sky. Lovely day. Lovely fall. Exhilarating. But at some point, he has got to turn over and pull that ripcord, right? or it's going to have a bad ending. And this is actually the one for me. Um, so far I've lost about 50 pounds, and I'm on my way to 100 pounds. But what I find is that this one is really tough for me in the area of eating. This one gets me because it doesn't feel imperative. It feels like, well, I could have this bite and still be okay, right? Because there's no, nobody going to kill me if I don't turn over. And so, so this is a huge procrastination when you guys just know. If it's not working for you, if you can't get yourself to do it, it's probably because the result of you not doing it is not quite painful enough to get you to do it, right? So you need to, that's like with the area of eating, you need to continually set new goals and have either new rewards, and I'll talk about carrot and stick here for a minute, either have new, okay, we've got to be done pretty quick here with this, training part. Okay, we have to either have a consequence of the outside or a reward. Okay, so there are carrot and stick people, just like there are stop stop people and goal people at yellow lights. There are carrot and stick people you have to identify who you are. A scared person, you just put the reward out there, they're going to do anything you want. Just, just let me have that reward when I'm done and I'm happy. Okay, that's a care person. That's me. I'm a soul care person. Okay, there are other, there are other people who are stick people. If you don't get that done, I'm going to whip you. I'm going to whip you. And then they will produce for you. Oh, my goodness. If you have, (laughs) 
Now, you try to tell me that I have to do it or you're going to whip me. I stand up and I say, I am not doing this. You could pay me any amount of money in the world. I will not do that. <laughs> I can't do that. I, can't, I, just, I either stand up and rebel or I completely lay down flat and am completely useless to you. If you do not know who your people are, if you don't know if they're characteristic people, you are killing yourself and you're killing them because you're doing it however you like. Step back a minute and find out are they characteristic people. Treat them appropriately. Then I don't mean beat them with a stick, of course. I just mean have a consequence, you know. Have a consequence. Okay, when you're free-falling and you're having a lovely ride down, but you know you have to turn around and pull the ripcord pretty soon, but you don't want to turn around and pull the ripcord, either give yourself a reward or a consequence and get it done. Get it done. <laughs> you will be happy you did that. All right, goes really quickly, and then we're going to do Q&A and a short group networking exercise. G-R-W-Z. Okay. I'm presenting this in a business setting. So I'm going to give you three options. If you were just going to ask me mine, I would tell you in a churchy setting, God. But I'm going to give you some choices because some of you maybe don't do God. So you have G is your biggest thing. This is what you go to when you are stressed, when you are happy, when you don't know where else to go. This is where you go. What is it for you? This is the most important thing. This is what's actually driving your life, okay? And you need to be very clear about what it is that's driving your life. This is the most important thing. Take time and figure that out. Relationships are number two, and relationships will flow out of and come under the umbrella of G. If goals are what drive your life, then your family and friends will have to fall under that, okay? And they will feel that. What is driving your life? And the next thing in your life should be relationships because no matter what else happens to you, your relationships are the most important thing. It's one thing to be famous or to achieve a certain dollar amount or to get a certain amount done in a day. But if there's nobody to share that with you guys, it gets really, really lonely. We were built for relationships. We, we thrive on that. So make sure that love and family and friends are really important in your life. That's number two. Number three should be work. And then, um, and then number four should be rest. I'm going to talk about rest for just a moment, and then we're going to do some Q&A here. Rest is not necessarily sitting in front of the TV. Um, I don't have on here entertainment. I didn't put it in here. Because to me, Entertainment is these. That, that is entertainment. If I'm going to do a movie, I'm going to do it with my R. Okay? Ever it is that you do that when you're done doing it, you feel ready to work. That equals rest. So I used to, when I was younger, I had this thing where I'd sit in the sun. I love, I love to sit in the sun. But in northern Minnesota, you don't get a lot of summer. And here you don't get a lot of summer either, I take it. <laughs> um, anyway, northern Minnesota, you don't get a lot of sun. And sitting out in the sun was really enjoyable for me. But I had labeled it rest. But that was not restful for me. When I came in from sitting in the sun, I needed a nap. I was exhausted. And so I realized after a period of time, no, 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 that's entertainment or that's relationship, or that's when I should be doing some work while I'm sitting in the sun. And I will rest when I rest, okay? So rest doesn't necessarily only include sleeping, which for me, sleeping is the biggest one. That is, that is how I get recharged to sleep. But also for me, doing aerobic exercise, either swimming laps or running the elliptical, that's why we do it in the morning. Those two particular exercises charge me up. Now, you can have me do a different exercise that would exhaust me. But those two actually, I get out of the pool or I get off the elliptical and I am raring to go. Just so energized. You need to find for you what it's going to be. What is it that truly, um, that truly recharges you? And go ahead and build that into your life. And don't confuse it with entertainment. Entertainment will leave you wanting more entertainment, not ready to work. Okay? All right, we are ready for some Q&A. So does anybody have a question on any of these? 
first of all, just to ask broad questions. Now I'd like you to take your note what you came here for today, and I would like you to look at what you wrote down. And um, anybody who hasn't had that answered yet, I'd like you to raise your hand. If you did not get what you came here for today, I want you to raise your hand right now. I love it when this happens. <laughs> Good. So the reason why that can happen, how can that happen? There's a whole bunch of you here, and I have no idea what you wrote down. Am I magic? <laughs> I was intentional. Jen, when I talked to Jen, I kept saying, what are they saying that I'm going to say? <laughs> because if I know what you expect, it can actually satisfy your expectations to some level, right? can't solve all your problems, but I can give you what you came here expecting. This is a huge principle in life, and if you don't learn it, you will work so hard, and you will be surrounded with disappointed people. Because even though you worked hard and you gave them what you thought they wanted, you did not meet their expectations. And I'm going to give you a little hint. Girls are much harder to please on this than men. <laughs> we are very specific about what we came for what we want. Compare man shopping to woman shopping. <laughs> my husband took my daughter shopping one time when she was about eight or nine. And actually, she, she went with him. He was doing his Christmas shopping. And after about 45 minutes of Christmas shopping, he looked at her and he said, Karen, is this how it is when you shop with your mom? And she goes, no, you buy stuff. <laughs> Women, we are very specific about what we came in expecting. And if we leave without it, we're not happy not happy. <laughs> so when you're planning a meeting, when you're planning a retreat, a conference, when you're planning anything, when you're planning your store layout, when you're doing any, anything, your marketing, you want to be very sure that what you're giving them is what you led them to expect you to give them. And then they will be happy. And if you don't, they're not going to be happy. So it pleases me very much that, that we got it nailed there. Thank you. All right, we have 15 minutes till 9 a.m. We're going to do a very quick um, a little one that's going to be at your table. Then we have time for a couple more networking uh, exercises right here, right now. You can take these back to use with your group if you want at any time. And networking among a group, at this point in time, if you have a meeting with anybody that doesn't know each other, you always need to include networking. Okay. We're all about relationships now. Facebook, all this, I mean, everybody's about relationships. And so we want to give people opportunity to do that. If you will do that, they'll appreciate it. All right, so right now I'm going to put something on the screen, and I would like you to just jot down the first three words that you see. Please jot down the first three words that you see. And you can go now. First three words you see. Have we got them? Maybe another second here. I know there are so many words. Got them? Okay. Now, next to those, I'd like you to write down the three words that you think you maybe should have seen if the three words you pick were describing you. Here you go. That was all the words that were in there. Write the three that you think you'd pick if you were going to pick which ones were describing you. Okay, how many of you had zero matches? A lot of you. <laughs> how many of you had three matches? Nobody. <laughs> okay, it was interesting. I did this exercise. I did this exercise on Facebook. Uh, did you catch it? Yeah, I did this exercise on Facebook a couple weeks ago. I, so many people responded, and it was really fun. Uh, you could kind of see yourself. Can you kind of see yourself in the words that you that it picked for you, though? That you're Particular, particular activation, of course, is going to see something that is familiar before it sees something unfamiliar. Okay, so at least I had to give you a grin there, right? Okay, this is a fun exercise to do. And then at the table, go ahead and share your name and the three that really do describe you with your partner here. Real quickly.
Okay, we'll do this a different way then. Um, I think those of you who brought business cards, let's have you put them on the table. Just go ahead and set your business cards over here on the table, right in front here. You guys on the way out, just grab grab business cards uh, that are there. Where am I in here? Got them in the book bag. I don't know where mine are. Okay, here, let's... Oh, okay. Oh, you're just bringing one? Did you bring a pile? Did anybody bring... Did anybody bring a bunch? Yeah, okay. All right, okay. There we go. Okay, very good. Thank you all. Awesome. Yep, go ahead and put them on. Excellent. Actually, more of you brought them than raised your hand. <laughs> okay, what I'd like you to do right now is I'm going to give you 60 seconds, and I would like you to just meet, first name only, as many people as you can, in 60 seconds, and I'll have you stand up first and get away from your table. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Hi, Martin. <laughs> Carla, and your Western Bank. Thank you, too. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Good morning. You are. Oh. Yeah, you got fun to be here. Hello. You're at place, <laughs> nice to meet you. What's your name? Uh, I'm Barry. Barry, nice yeah. to meet you. Good to have you here. Thanks for your input. Okay, I got a 60 seconds. Stay standing. Stay standing. That was 60 seconds. How many of you feel like you met pretty much everybody? A couple of you actually did make it all the way around. How many of you felt like you got kind of stuck with one or two people, it's, uh, kind of in a corner. So, yeah, a couple of you didn't move very much. Again, this is about, okay, right, there's, right, there's some people to come to you. Okay. Well, you're going to love this next one then. Okay. So, that, again, tells you a little bit about your personality. Some of you are just so speedy, like me, and that's just how you are. And some of you are much more slow, and, and to do it that fast feels sticky and terrible and uncomfortable to you and not nice. Like, oh, and I want you to just know that all of those, all of those personality types, we need them all 
We need them all. So instead of standing in judgment of the person who does it the opposite of you, actually appreciate that they are there because they're actually accomplishing something in the world that you will never accomplish, that needs to be done, that you would never do <laughs> because you just couldn't get yourself to do it. Okay, the next one we're going to let you actually talk for a couple minutes to a few people. What I'd like you to do is I, um, I think we'd have, a, well, I can't tell, but I need one exterior circle and one interior circle, and we need to pair you up. So however that works, just then, like you guys, actually I want you to be on the outside edge so people will come to you. One side of the circle will be moving, the other side will be standing still. Okay, so there we go. As soon as, soon as we get her outside, everybody that's standing, just line up, go match up with somebody. I think we're going to want to move this way and have it all be on this side. Okay, you guys, come on over and find somebody to pair up with that's already on the outside edge here. Ladies, you got to come over on this side. Girls, come on over here. Okay, wait, don't start yet. Don't start yet. Just pair up. Just pair up. One-to-one. 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 Okay, wait. Just wait a second. Yeah, you bet. Okay, so we've got... Okay. Okay, I need us to do one more thing. I need us to pull this group around so we actually make a circle. So interior circle, you come tight in here. You guys, Jenna, and you got you fun in here. You guys come right in here, back-to-back. Fun around this way. Yep, you come now here. You just stand right here. There we go. And you come this nope, this way, down here. So we're going to make a circle. Ah, 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 ah. There you go, down here. There you go, down here. <laughs> come on down here, you and us. Yeah. We're like a donut. Okay, now you go here. They like a donut. Exactly, like a donut. Okay, now I'm matched up out, outside circle. Yep. Okay, now we, Okay. <laughs> okay, there you go. And there I think we've got it. Do we have it? Do we have a match? Do we have a match? Not quite yet. Okay. <laughs> I want you to move just right to the end here. You're the end point. You're here. Now you move your back here. Okay. And you're next to Jen. And you're here. There we go. Awesome. You did it. Okay. All we're going to do is we're going to have a minute with each person, name and your business, whatever title you want to give if you want to give one, and then just share something that you learned today or something that you are thinking about right now. And you just have like 30 seconds each, so very quickly. And then as soon as you hear me clap, then you just move to the person this way. So we'll move the circle. Outside people stay still. Inside people move. Okay, here we go. Go ahead. <laughs> and the rest of it you can figure out for yourself. Thanks for being here. I will visit with you probably tomorrow morning again. Have a great day. Bye-bye.